Welcome to Gaia's Love, a podcast to guide you home into your human journey here on Earth. My name is Vivian Gerard, and it is my delight to co-create with Gaia and share our messages from Source in this now moment. Here we go. episode 402. It is Thursday here in Cincinnati. It's a little gray outside. The sun was just starting to peek through right when I started the podcast. Uh, Sticky, muggy. (laughs) We had like a string of hot weather that just arrived in September, which was perfect. We got to have a little extra pool day that we weren't expecting and we're headed into another weekend, maybe a little more pool time before we have to shut it down. So I... I guess what I want to start with is we're moving towards a full moon in Pisces on Monday. So maybe that means nothing to you. Maybe full moons are easy peasy and like you just blow right through them. No bumps, no ripples in your emotions at all. I have found for many that is not the case that the full moon When you think of the energy of the full moon, here's the best example. In the movie Bruce Almighty, he, uh, Jim Carrey plays God and he's, you know, wanting to attract this woman. And so he realizes that the moon pulls on her emotions and makes her, you know, super passionate. And so he ropes the moon and pulls it closer to earth so that he can get her so excited and happy about how she feels about him and wanting to be with him. But as that happens, like the tides get all disrupted, things are flooding, (laughs) like the entire structure and foundation of earth shifts because of this one person he's trying to impress. And so that to me is, it's like the power and the magnetism of the moon. It just like it activates the tides and keeps the energy moving around our planet. It, It does something within many of us maybe we don't feel it or pay attention to it but it it brings things up that perhaps have not been illuminated yet in ourselves and pisces the i'm married to a pisces he's just an amazing soulful visionary who wants everyone to be in harmony all the time and i feel like that really summarizes pisces energy the way i understand it just these big hearted beautiful beings who who want all of the signs that came before them in the zodiac cycle to to just become unified <laughs> and so when we have a full moon in that energy it can really start to perhaps illuminate for us the places where we don't have harmony we don't have unity where there's this tension or rub between all the polarities and division that we're seeing play out on our planet right now. So I have been pondering that, you know, the the days leading up to a full moon offer us little nuggets or, or pieces of what it is perhaps that we're going to be exploring or, or having illuminated in our journeys when the full moon arrives. And so that's kind of starting today, maybe yesterday, some maybe bumpiness or turbulence in your emotions or for me 
for me, it was just like irrational anger this morning. Star started barking and I was just like, it's too early for this much noise. <laughs> and I could just feel all this anger come out of nowhere, and <laughs> which I think our pets help us process emotions and, and bring things to the surface that perhaps we wouldn't always be willing to look at. Anyway, so I, I feel that uh, stirring within myself, the what is going to be illuminated. And, and I used to not love full moons for that reason, because all the stuff would come up to look at, and then I'd be like, <laughs> like this. I would be not laughing. I would be like that, like, what is happening? And then it slowly started to become easier because I believe I was looking at those things and clearing the energy and releasing some of the stories and the attachment. And so now as the full moon arrives, I can I can usually feel a sense of like, what are we gonna see now? <laughs> what What's the next thing that's going to be cleared? What's coming up for us to look at? And so it's a smoother, movement through the full moons for me. But this one with Pisces, what what I'm feeling is the, like the line, not the line, but maybe it's the line, the line between life and death. You know, Pisces, I think, also taps into the cosmos and the separation we have from the cosmos or the universe or God, the human versus the spiritual or etheric. And and so I've kind of been sitting in that a little bit over the last couple of days, feeling, feeling the confusion that is so prevalent around death and what happens after death and, and feeling the uh, urge to want to define it or explain it in the ways I understand it because it feels so much more peaceful and easy and integrated. It's it's not quite the separation that I think many people feel that death is. So I think today's going to be a little philosophical <laughs> in nature in the podcast, um, which is, you know, fun. It's not as perhaps grounded or practical as some of the other topics that we explore. Uh, and my nose, whew, someone is chatting about me <laughs> right now because my nose is itching. <laughs> I wanted to also just offer this little follow-up to last week. So last week I talked about a leg up, how the Minopond Tarot Reader had this beautiful reading talking about the universe elevating our um, experience and bringing us beautiful abundance and um, joy in this week, this September 13th week, and that was the thread he was seeing through so many of his readings, not just for the ones that I was looking at. And then follow up with that was some guidance from other people that I follow for the weekend before that to really go internal and look at the fears that we have that block us from receiving a leg up from the universe. And so I shared last week how that was what I was gonna do listen to the light medicine, sit with my fears, see, see what came up, clear some of the stuff that would come up. And I had, I had a lot of fears come up. I got into a fight with my husband <laughs> that same night. I got, I mean, it was just like, ch -ch -ch -ch, all this stuff just started to present itself, ways that I was afraid. <laughs> what I came to on Sunday, and this is what I wanted to share. And, and I would love to hear how you experienced that processing if you were having a match to what I was going through. 
what I experienced on Sunday morning was so beautiful. I went for a run. I was going to do the meditation at 10, and so I went for a run early. And in my question, my query through light medicine, I think I shared last week, it was, what if it doesn't work? What if it, um, if someone, you know, is listening to it and they don't receive the same benefits that I feel it offers, like, what do I do with that? And so I was running and there was just this moment where, you know, how sometimes you feel like you're getting hit on the head by the universe. It was one of those moments. And there was just this absolute clarity of why do you think this light medicine has anything to do with you? <laughs> it's light medicine. It's not about you. <laughs> you are everything I said last week. You are the messenger. You are the deliverer of this process. You can guide someone through meditation, but you're not the one in that body having that meditative experience and receiving that light. That's each person's individual journey. It was just such a, like, oh, <laughs> ego out of the way. This has nothing to do with Viv. This is about the medicine, about the light, about the healing, the activation. It's not about my ability to perform in a certain way. And so that's just released so much weight off of my shoulders, I, I started to see how that applies to pretty much every healing modality. You know, you can lay on a Reiki table or massage table and be in resistance the whole time, and you're not going to receive any benefit from it. You can go sit in a yoga class and just be there. But if you aren't actively doing the exercises and, and applying what you're being guided to do, the yoga isn't going to do, is you're going to have no benefit from it. And so I could just see all going to a doctor. If you don't take the medicine or change the diet or the lifestyle, it doesn't matter how great the doctor is. It's what's your contribution or participation in that exchange. And, and then you create your own health. You create your optimal health. So it was, it was just such a relief. And, and I felt like with that realization, I wrote all these notes as soon as I got back, I'm like, because <laughs> I've been dreaming about it that night too, which is part of, I think this moving towards the full moon in Pisces, so many dreams and awarenesses and like visions. But I, anyway, so I let that go. And then that allowed me to step into this new week open to ways that the universe could play with me and move through me and give me a leg up in whatever visualizing or opening I was expanding into. And so I've had just beautiful moments. I did a lot of meditating and journaling yesterday morning and, and my friend had sent me this beautiful nugget, which I'll share with you. She said, um, God, she uses God, I use source or the universe. She said, you know, God is the original creator of everything. And so, so all that we are here to offer back to humanity or the world or Gaia is in service of source or God. So why wouldn't you give your very best because you're giving it in service of the one who created you? Why would you hold back? Why would you play small? Why would you limit what you are able to create and express in your own unique way? And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and she said, drop all belief structures and realities that you have created so far and open up to something that is beyond your expectations, beyond the limits that you've already put on what you had created. And so 
that's what I started doing. I was writing down like, what if, what if the gym moves to this many people and then there's pockets all around the world, which has been my vision, but I forget to tap into that. And then just all these amazing things started to happen. And my journal is just filled with ideas, <laughs> uh, which I'm going to be applying once I'm done with the podcast today is a sit at the computer and get some shit done kind of day. And then last night we had quietly listening and, um, I told Andrea that morning, I said, okay, tonight I'm going to focus on expanding the container and and feeling what it's going to feel like as more and more people are sitting in the space and just, you know, like feel the um, the energy. At, look at me bumping my shoulder out of the way. <laughs> feel the energy as we go wider, 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 and more souls and humans are co-creating with us. And so that's what I did, and it was so extraordinary. <laughs> I was just laying on my meditation pad mattress over there, and I mean, just visualizing, feeling the energy, just as more and more and more people were arriving, and and I feel like that's part of how we lay the pathway it's like the universe is giving us the leg up to say put the energetic grid in place first like lay the grid so that there's a pathway for people to find their way into those co-creations with you with us with whoever and so that that's what i felt like it's like i lit up (laughs) that's my crystals well i lit up this pathway and like all all these souls can start to arrive into that experience I'm floating on the bliss of that today. <laughs> I'm coming here with like, <sighs> life Life is really, really, really good. Which leads me to the topic for today, which is um, choosing to stay. Choosing to stay is the title that I was thinking about. So here was where the idea came from. And I'm going to read to you um, a parable that popped up on Facebook the other day and I shared it on my Facebook page. I'm not on there very often, but of course when I am, the nuggets I need just are right there at my fingertips. There's a beautiful picture of two babies in a womb and then this amazing little parable story. So a friend of mine told me that actually was written by or shared in a book by Wayne Dyer. So I Googled it right before this call and Wayne Dyer credited it to Henry J.W. Nowen but the article writer that i found she said no actually it goes further back to a pablo melanero so that's the history of it here here is what it says so maybe if you're not driving close your eyes and you can drop in and feel this beautiful story in a mother's womb were two babies one asked the other do you believe in life after delivery the other replied why of course there has to be something after delivery Maybe we are here to prepare ourselves for what we will be later. Nonsense, said the first. There is no life after delivery. What kind of life would that be? The second said, I don't know, but there will be more light than here. Maybe we will walk with our legs and eat from our mouths. Maybe we will have other senses that we can't understand now. The first replied, that is absurd. (laughs) Walking is impossible. And eating with our mouths? Ridiculous. The umbilical cord supplies nutrition and everything we need, but the umbilical cord is so short. Life after delivery is to be logically excluded. The second insisted, well, I think there is something, and maybe it's different than it is here. Maybe we won't need this physical cord anymore. The first replied, nonsense. (laughs) And moreover, if there is life, then why has no one ever come back from there? 
delivery is the end of life. And in the after delivery, there is nothing but darkness and silence and oblivion, it takes us nowhere. Well, I don't know, said the second, but certainly we will meet mother and she will take care of us. The first replied, mother, you actually believe in mother? That's laughable. If mother exists, then where is she now? The second said, she is all around us. We are surrounded by her. We are of her. It is in her that we live. Without her, this world would not and could not exist. Said the first, well, I don't see her. So it is only logical that she doesn't exist. To which the second replied, sometimes when you're in silence and you focus and listen, you can perceive her presence and you can hear her loving voice calling down from above. I mean, isn't that beautiful? And I can just imagine two little babies having this telepathic communication and trying to understand what's on the other side of the unknown. So why do I share it now? Because we're moving towards the full moon in Pisces. And I feel like this is a, a contemplation that maybe when we're still and we tune in and we have a quiet moment, those are some of the thoughts that come up when we're busy and we're rushing and we don't have any time to think or do, or you know, we have plenty of time to do. When we don't have any time to think or to be, then these kinds of questions can be uh, perhaps passed over until maybe someone close to us dies or maybe we get sick and we're face to face with death or there's mass death around us, which you know seems to be happening at a, a big level through this pandemic. And so our um, inquiry around life after death suddenly becomes more present. When, when we have the full moon in Pisces, especially on a weekend, you know, it's on Monday, so we have the weekend before. I guess my, my suggestion or my invitation to you is find a little quiet time and listen to the parable again or lean into like, what, what are your fears about the unknown? I think that, I think that is probably, let me back up. I don't want to assume what other people feel. For myself, that was my fear for most of my life, years, <laughs> most of my life. I didn't understand death. I didn't have any validation of what happened after death. And so I just didn't want to really think about it or talk about it. And anyone around me who died, I was devastated by that and, and thinking maybe they went to heaven, but not believing in hell because hell sounded terrible. And I couldn't believe God would actually send people to hell. And so why would, why would I want to visualize anybody I loved being sent to hell or anybody I don't love being sent to hell? Like the whole thing sounded awful. And so I, I kind of tended to push death to the side as I started doing more and more energy work and then healing sessions with individuals and, and moving through my, my understanding of creation and the universe versus, versus the universe and earth, not versus, and earth's uh, role or the unique opportunity that we get to experience on earth within the universe. As I started to spend more time with that, death became, I think Wayne Dyer describes it as 
he talks about someone else describing it as, it's just taking off a pair of boots. It's just taking off your clothes and moving into a different realm of awareness. You're here, so me, like I'm here today, sitting in this body known as Vivian and sharing these words. And then one day when my soul decides you're complete, you've done everything you need as Vivian. So we're gonna drop the suit the humanness as Vivian, and we're gonna transition into whatever that next evolution of the soul is. That's the whole premise of my soul journey as my business name. It's it's this beauty, I wrote about it in Just White Light. It's this beautiful arc of learning that we are birthed from creator or from source or from the original energy that all consciousness started from. We're birthed into this experience as a unique soul to go do something, create something, experience something, and eventually come back at the end of the arc and bring it back to source. So we go as a, maybe a good word is emissary, um, an ambassador. <laughs> we leave source or creator and go do whatever it is we're going to do so that we can come back and then merge once again with source. But by merging, after all that we've experienced, we're bringing more into that original creator. So, so it's like the mother who has the two babies in the womb. There's the mother, she's one energy. She and a spouse or partner or sperm donor create life within her. She's still her own unique woman. She gives birth, these two come from her womb. They go create, do, be, live lives, create more children, do whatever they're going to do. And this woman, is still having her own experience. They're creating something more and now more has happened. The only difference in the physical journey is that they don't come back into the mother. They continue living their own arc, their own evolution. And then we die, the woman who birthed the twins dies and her soul goes back to the creator. Those with all that she created. If you can imagine, I'm totally going on a philosophical journey here <laughs> if you can imagine the mother so for example me so i i have two children who are now grown adults doing their own independent beautiful grown things when i die i go back to source and i say oh my goodness <laughs> here's here's what i did when i was in earth oh my goodness i created life i created two humans with the co-creator of the sperm donor, which is their beautiful father. We created these beings who are doing these amazing things. They're going to contribute something more to humanity and to the world and consciousness, but I created them to create what they're creating. So like all of this energy was birthed through me. And also it wasn't me, it was source, God, creator, creating me to create that next thing. So I feel like when we come back to source at the end of our journey, or to God, <clears throat> speaking a lot of truth here, when we come back to source, it isn't with the ego. It's, it's not like, I, Vivian, <laughs> did this amazing thing of birthing babies. I was the wimpiest birthing mother you could have imagined, drugs early. <laughs> lots of people to support me there is no badassery to my birthing <laughs> so i can't credit some sort of amazing amazing like warrior thing as a birthing mother the ego the vivian did not she i delivered 
but I didn't do that. The, the co-creation of source, my soul in me, those souls who wanted to be birthed through me and come and express life with me as their mother for a while, guiding them, that, that all happened and has nothing to do with my ego. It's the exact same lesson that my soul was showing me on Sunday morning. Light medicine is not yours. Light medicine belongs to the universe. You are just the messenger of that. You are the deliverer of this creative energy. And, and that's life. That's the human experience. We, we are like the body and the physical possessions are not going to last. There's a finite amount of time attached to physicality. And so when the physical ends, what are we? I believe we're consciousness, we're source, we're creator. We, we go back to the original source and we're like, hey, <laughs> let me show you everything that I experienced. And because Vivian never existed before and the souls that birthed through me never existed in that human realm before that expression, something new was created that couldn't have been created if I had never separated from source. And that's the ultimate um, message, I think, in Just White Light in the book I wrote last year. It's the message is we would only leave source, original energy, creative birthing. We would only leave that to go create on our own if we knew we were coming back at the end. If we knew there was going to be a full circle that would bring us back, or else why would you leave source? Why would you ever separate from home if it wasn't to go create something to bring back home, to expand the definition of home, to make home better and more beautiful? The, the promise I believe for every soul is go be birthed and create, and then we know you're coming back. And so we're all always reunion, re reuniting or reunioning, <laughs> reunioning. I like that word more than reuniting. <laughs> okay, so that's my whole philosophy on souls and consciousness and creator. What I was feeling, this is where the title came from, what I was feeling was why then, so I believe when people die, when a soul leaves a human body, it's through choice to leave. And that's not always something that people agree with me about because there's so many examples where it would never look like a choice if someone is murdered or if someone is ill and, or a car accident, you know, like how would that be a choice that the soul would be leaving the human body? But to me, when when a soul enters the energy field of earth they're they're not pulled here they're not sent here as punishment they're not forced to go into gaia i believe it's the absolute opposite there's like i've seen this in so many energy sessions there's a waiting list there's a line <laughs> at the entry door to come into this field of consciousness called earth because what happens here is so powerful and so extraordinary and the soul massively moves through such learning or such expansion or experiences contrast and through that is able to define what the soul's purpose and journey is about. So I feel like there's so many people, not people, 
There's so many souls who would just love to be in the energy field of Gaia and be co-creating in the way that we are, especially right now, because there's so much happening on our planet. So I don't think any soul is sent here to, to be told what to do. <laughs> I feel like they're begging to come in. <laughs> and so if that's true, then the soul chooses this human experience. If the soul chooses to arrive and chooses when to arrive and which mother and father to be with or mother and mother to be with or which um, country to arrive in or the soul chooses all of that with such precision. This is why I am here and this is what I want to learn and, and master and work through in the human journey. If all of that is so perfectly orchestrated, then how could the time the soul leaves earth not be as perfectly orchestrated? How could that just be a random, un, undefinable thing that makes no sense? I don't believe that at all. I believe that the soul chooses the arrival and then is given multiple options of like, how long do you wanna stay? How much do you wanna accomplish? What do you wanna do? And, and in that exit, they are contributing something through their departure just as they did through their arrival. And so the people who are around the one that is departing, there's some gift or, or lesson or um, understanding in that co-creative moment. So that was a lot. So that's my definition of death. I, I believe the soul completes whatever the soul was willing to learn and experience during the time here on Gaia and then they exit and they go to whatever their next experience is going to be. And that's the part where I, I see the baby going, oh, there's no life after delivery, it just ends. It's just the black void and there's nothing after that. I, I think many people see death that way. Like, Shh, that's it, nothing. You just cease to exist. But I believe energy energy consciousness is constantly in motion, constantly transmuting, transforming into something new. So why wouldn't it be the same with the human journey? The human journey ends with breath, just like the human journey starts with breath. Someone takes their last breath and the soul exits the body and then goes where? We don't know because no one's coming back to tell us. <laughs> it's what the babies say in the womb. No one's coming back to tell us where they're going. <laughs> so there must be nothing after death. But I believe the soul, the souls are showing and guiding us and staying in communication with us and, and teaching us about what it's like to not be in physical form, reminding us that there's something so much more brilliant even than, than the humanness. And so, so I think we're constantly surrounded by signs and synchronicities and nudges and winks and love, just all this love of the infinite the soul the non-physical with this physical reality of, of earth and human so all of that said the title that i kept feeling was choosing to stay if we have a sip of water because this is a big one so philosophically speaking if we are birthed from source or creator knowing there's going to be this arc of learning that the soul will take that will eventually bring us back to source or creator it would seem to make sense maybe to shorten the curve <laughs> to skip to the end of the line and come right back because why would you want to be gone 
for very long from source. Why don't you just want to get back into the home snuggle? <laughs> Why stay away? <laughs> and what I, especially now, like this planet feels uh, hostile for I think many humans. It feels um, turbulent and like it's hard to breathe. It's hard, hard to keep up. It's hard to uh, manage the intensity of everything that is shifting around us. And, and so why don't we just exit the body? Because <laughs> if we're the soul, we get to choose when to do that. Why don't we just exit the body and go back to source? And I think many people perhaps live or feel that way of, well, just take me now. Take me now, I'm done. I don't want to be in this human journey. <laughs> Another moment, it's too difficult. And yet we're still here. But I think when we have that feeling, we start to develop sort of a, a victim mentality or a poor me or um, a persecuted, right? Well, I don't want to be here, but since I've got to be here, I'm going to suffer my way through it. And I don't want to participate in this human journey anymore, or this human experiment of whatever life is on this planet. Like, I don't want to do this. So I'm just going to, you know, cross my arms and show you, like, I really don't want to be here. And I think there are many people, I feel, I've felt that myself and many situations recently there are people who don't want to stay but don't know how to exit the energy field of gaia and so they're kind of stuck in this like you know it's hard and i'm suffering and and so the title of choosing to stay choosing to stay this would be and i also want to say i have no judgment or um there's no shame here in anyone's experience of the human journey. I've had moments where I've crossed my arms and said, I'm done. Like, beam me out, Scotty. I've said that to my guide sitting there like, I can't do this anymore. People are crazy. I feel crazy. I don't want to be a part of this. Like, take me now. And then I'm still here. <laughs> I would still be here. And the next day I would still be here. And I'm like, what? Like, why? Why can't this be over? If it's all a dream, that was one of my favorite things. I would hear that in um, just different stories and, and music. They would say, life is just a dream. And, and eventually the veil is going to move and the dream will end and you'll be reunited with source. And, and I could feel that, but I was like, wake me up. <laughs> wake me up so I'm not dreaming anymore. <laughs> and then I would still be here. And I... As I say all of this, like this is confession, as I say this, like I have an incredible life. I have an incredible family and clients and support system. Like there should be no reason why I would feel that way. But it was this longing of, I just want to be with source. I want to be back in the bliss of unity. Like this is Aquarius, right? This is the Aquarius in me, the double Aquarius. I'm like, I don't want the drama. I just want to go hang out in bliss. And so much of much of the last few years for me has been claiming for myself, like, why am I still here? What is it I'm here to contribute back to the collective humanity? Or what what is flowing through me that can serve the human experience that is still keeping me in the human experience? What is it I need to work on and release and heal as a soul in a human body? I still, I chose to come to Gaia. I chose to be in this human realm. 
So there must be some things I wanted to learn and express and create. Have I done all of those? And every time I would get the answer, like, you're not even close to done. <laughs> I was like, shit, <laughs> really? I feel like I'm done. <laughs> this was my inner argument for a long time. Like, no, 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 no. I, there's nothing left to create. I don't have anything left in me. I'm finished. <laughs> and then my soul would be like, sit your ass back down. <laughs> We're not done yet. <laughs> and what has happened is I've just, I've found, and I, I've talked about this a lot. I have found this place of such bliss inside of myself, such deep joy in my own human body, in the way that my mind collaborates with my soul in the beauty of the environment I've created around myself, in the depth of the relationships that I have in my life. Like I've just, this love just continues to flow through me and express itself. And there's just more love and there's more love. And I didn't, I don't think I realized how like the, the source of all of that energy, how connected I was to that source here in the physical journey. I, I don't think I realized how easy it would become for me to sit in meditation and tap into that telepathic connection I feel with the universe, with my guides, with my higher soul, and, and stream beauty through my mouth and stories and and descriptions of the human, of the soul journey in the human form. Like, I didn't know <laughs> all of that was waiting. I just thought, well, tap me out. You know, I'm kind of done. So choosing to stay, choosing to stay. This, this feels like the, the message from source that I'm struggling, not struggling. I want to be very precise in the words that I choose. It's a choice to actively stay participated in this human realm and to not cross your arms, lean back and be done. It's a choice to constantly say like, what am I feeling and, and what, what desire in me wants to be expressed or be explored that's going to keep me actively engaged in this human adventure? Like what, what is coming up inside of me that I don't want to keep pushing down. I want to allow it to be felt and expressed and explored because there's a reason I'm feeling it. There's a reason it's moving through me. It's, it's my soul or source wanting something new to be birthed, created. When, when my friend sent me the message about everything is God, we are God here to create the most beautiful expressions for God as God, then why don't we do that? Why, why don't we choose to stay, but not stay and be in resistance to it, stay and start leaning into like, what, what else could I do if I were a God walking around in a human body? What would God see or, or want me to it's like the little bracelets, right? What would Jesus do? <laughs> it's like, what, what would God want me to be saying or doing in my day as I'm moving around? 
God would want me, and I say source, source would want me actively talking and sharing and supporting and loving and listening to my own guidance and writing and drawing. There's just this constant expression. And, and I feel like when just trusting this is all coming through in a way that makes sense to you because I feel like it's so fast and there's so much energy in it. <sighs> when I choose to stay over and over, not just once, but over and over, I choose to actively stay engaged in this human journey and keep tapping into source and keep finding the ways that want to express through me. What is happening, if you can see it as like, like a bowl or a platter, perhaps. So let's say this is the platter that I'm going to energetically take back with me to source. So when this human body stops and the soul leaves the human form and flies into the arms of source or returns right back to where I was birthed from, there's this energetic platter of magic and goodness that I'm going to be if you picture a soul is flying, I'm be flying with like the platter in front of me. <laughs> like, here I come. <laughs> Can you see me? I'm coming and here's everything I've accumulated and done and expressed. I want that platter to be like overflowing with amazing creations. So that when I arrive to source or arrive energetically home, and it's probably as simple as like, here I am in the body. I exit the body and here is source, here's home. It's not even like I have to fly anywhere, but we use those images because our minds can understand them. So I just step out of my suit. I have my platter of all of the creations and conversations and energetic exchanges and new ideas, everything, whatever it is that I've created, I just go, <laughs> source, look. <laughs> look what I did. Look, look at what I'm bringing to you. And what I feel is it's like source just absorbs all of that energy and then expands. It's exactly what I was describing for quietly listening last night when I was with Andrea and I just kept feeling like we're going to expand. There are more souls coming and we're going to expand a little more and more souls are coming in. <laughs> right. I feel like that's source. That's the original creative energy of the universe or that's call it the universe. It's like the universe becomes more because I chose moment after moment to be here and be engaged and create something new. And so the universe like got to receive that and become wider. And so then I create more and the universe just keeps creating. Can you imagine if more and more of us on this planet start to tap into that uh, choice, into that urge, that compulsion, that addiction. <laughs> I choose today to, to be love in motion, to be the universe expressing through me. I choose to be God walking around in human form and trusting where God wants me to go and what I should be doing and what is of the highest and best good. And so that expression completely changes how we move through our day. And then death feels like this thing we start pushing away a little bit like not yet <laughs> not yet my platter isn't full enough <laughs> i want to bring more to source so you're gonna have to wait a little bit 
And then the soul's like, okay, now what? Right now where? And sometimes, many times, it's not even, it's, it's, it's energetic. It's not even a physical thing. Um, let me see how to say this. It's like, it's not that we have to physically create an offering or a product or a video or a book. It's the energy that we bring into the room. It's the light or the joy or the, it doesn't have to be light and joy, the presence, the steadiness, the listening, the heart intelligence. We talked about this last night and quietly listening. The intelligence of the heart that recognizes what the other needs, what would most benefit the other. And so sometimes it's creation and it's output. Sometimes it's stillness and presence and love and compassion and sitting in someone else's fear with them and not drowning in the fear and showing them a way to move through the fear and release it so that they can step into an option that feels more in alignment with that original source, which is I'm releasing you, not releasing, you're choosing to separate from me so that you can do some beautiful work and come back to me. When, when we sit in places with those who are very afraid and listen, and, and I'm not always very good at this. Sometimes I get very frustrated with fear and I'm like, oh, it's the Aquarius in me that sees how it's all put together. And then I see someone in their fear and I'm like, come on. <laughs> Why are you afraid of that? Can't you see that the whole universe loves you? Can't you see that like there's love all around? Why are you focusing on the fear? And it's something I am deeply working on is to just be more and more uh, patient and not impose my agenda on anyone or impose my Aquarius viewpoint <laughs> on someone who's working through a fear and working through you know, a, a, an alignment they're misaligned and they're working through an alignment. And so I am constantly working on that. <sighs> Takes a lot of focus and um, patience, a lot of patience in me to not push. And so that may be what you find as we move towards the full moon in Pisces is you feel like, oh, I have some clarity or I, I understand something a little better, but then you're in conversation with someone who's deep in fear and and there, there's a disconnect in the conversation. So maybe you're walking around as God is you leaning back and going, let me hear more. Tell me, tell me more. Let me understand. Um, and, and what, how can I support or do you just need to be heard? That can be incredibly healing and supportive for someone as we move through these questions about life and death and and choosing to stay if you have someone who's like this and doesn't doesn't seem open to choosing to stay coming in with all of my energy like if you're watching and this is you i'm probably driving you crazy this is probably not what you want to hear and you're ready to turn me off and that's okay but maybe there's a little nugget of truth that you receive from that that allows you to sit in those moments where you feel very stubborn and go is there any reason why i would choose to still be in this human journey maybe it's a person or um, a tree or an animal or 
the fact that you just want to experience beauty a little bit longer or you want to feel the sunshine on your body a little bit longer start where you are start with appreciating the choice to stay just for that and see how maybe that loosens some of the tension and allows you to be curious about what other reasons would have you choose to stay and then slowly what you'll find is like the engine gets going again like oh well that was beautiful or that was really nice and I guess since I'm still here, maybe I could go for a walk outside and, and just marvel at nature because nature always, always brings me back into this deep gratitude that I get to experience earth in the physical form and put my hands on living creatures. Like, wow, <laughs> nature always brings me back to that. So as we continue through this experience of coronavirus, I, I don't know, will more people choose to not stay? Will more people choose to stay and have their arms crossed? I, I feel like we're constantly kind of recalibrating and, and trying to understand what's happening at a collective level. This video is for you as you watch it. and. So the invitation is look within yourself, especially at this woman in Pisces. Why are you choosing to stay and can you expand that? If you, if you, if you agree with this idea I have that we are separated from source to go create something and to bring that back to source, maybe, maybe the play for you over the next few days is what's on your platter? What are you expressing, creating being that is sitting on your platter and starting to get bigger and bigger so that when you do return, you're like, look, <laughs> look, 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 <laughs> because that serves everyone. It serves every soul in a human body when your platter just becomes more and more full with gifts that you're in a return to source. We all benefit from that. Okay, that feels like plenty of philosophy and I just trust whatever I shared um, brings you something to ponder and contemplate. And, and you can have your own philosophical conversations with those around you based on what I shared and see what, see what you feel. And you know maybe this is how some of those um, bumps or energetic ripples start moving so that people can go, well, <laughs> I'm going to uncross my arms so that I can tell you. <laughs> And then suddenly they're like, oh, <laughs> here, we're going to create, we're going to express because now the curiosity and the motor is turning on a little more, more powerfully. So we'll see, we'll see. Women in Pisces, it's, it's philosophy time. So go deep. All right. I send you off into your weekend with so much love. Thank you for tuning into this vibration of pure love. I invite you to join me in Viv's Energy Gym, where we are building a community of leaders in this new earth, exploring infinite embodiment, the soul aligning harmoniously with the human body and mind. You can learn more at mysouljourney.com. Let's take this message of Gaia's love out into all of our relationships and communities today. So much love from my heart to yours.